everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing today, Jay? I'm doing well. We're still doing here. Well. Yeah, we're, we're still, still here. here. Haven't we're, moved. We're plugging, you know, the show must go on. Um, actually, things are going fairly well. You know, I'm keeping really busy. People still want to release music. Um, they want to continue, continually, you know, record. They can't tour, but they want to do all those things they used to do, and that's going to tie into some of the things we want to talk about today. Yep, yep. So before we get into today's topic, which kind of think could be a hot topic for people, um, let's just do a quick shout out to some of our sponsors and supporters oh, dear here. Lord. <laughs> you, are, are you being attacked over there, Jay? It's the UPS driver. Apollo, um, the UPS driver just dropped off a package, and so they're saving my. <laughs> they're saving your life from the Amazon. Apollo, buddy, hey, we're no, we're all good. We're all good. You saved me, Apollo. Thank Dear you, Lord. Should we start from the top? No, hang on, hang no. on just a second. <laughs> Apollo, hey, buddy, there's nobody there, buddy. Okay. Oh, God. Life. Life is so much fun working from home, isn't it? It sure is. Um, so real quick, shout out to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town. Thank you for everything you do. <laughs> now he's just messing with you. Yeah. Apollo, <laughs> buddy. There's nobody there. Okay. All right, Apollo's like, how long you've been doing this and you have yet to put me on the show? Well, he's on the show now. <laughs> this could go um, but thank you to Hypebot and Bands in Town for everything you do to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast every week. And, uh, of course, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, Bandzoogle, built by musicians for musicians. Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, amazing live support from their musician-friendly teams seven days a week. So we put together a cool little offer here for the Music Biz Weekly listeners. Uh, head over to bandzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and use the promo code, this is all one word now, Music Biz Weekly all one word, Music Biz Weekly, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So you get to try it for free for 30 days, and after that, 15% off your first year subscription. Promo code, Music Biz Weekly. And of course, thank you so much to DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, online, and gigs as they start coming back, it's become an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, 
you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So a little offer that we uh, put together for you with Disc Makers. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, enter the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping. So discmakers.com, promo code FREEBIZ, and save up to $150 on shipping. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So this week, we're flying solo again. No guests this week. Um, but, you know, we're, as usual, kind of just tossing around, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, well, you know, the last week, the hot topic has been the comments the Spotify CEO made. And basically, you can't record music once every three or four years and think that's going to be enough. Um, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, all right, this is going to, this is going to blow up. This is going to be yeah, the uproar. This is what, this is what's going to drive people nuts. And, yep. and I'm sure he knew it was going to happen when he said it too. Um, but I thought, let's just, let's just riff. I mean, what, yeah. what, what, what's your take? when you saw the article and saw his comments? Well, I saw the, f the blowback before I saw his comments. I saw all these artists posting. Yeah, you know, that's how I got into it as Daniel well. Daniel Eck, you know, you don't know anything. You know, I, they were just very angry about it. And so I went to the article and I read what he had said. And I got to be honest with you, Michael, I kind of agreed with him. I'm kind of, I'm reading this like you, you can't have the old school release cycle that we used to have in today's world. You and I talk about this all the time. It's an always on music industry and it's also more track based than it's been in a long, long time too. So when he says that you can't have this extended kind of release cycle, I, I totally agree. I think that not only should you be releasing music more often, um, more regularly, but doing things to engage your audience uh, during that. So fundamentally, what he said didn't upset me. I kind of went, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I didn't understand why there was so much venom uh, directed at him for that comment. Well, you know, first, my, my take is, there's so much venom directed at anything Spotify. I mean, let's be honest. You, you, you put Spotify into a conversation and venom just appears. They right. are, they, they, they've become the new evil in the music yeah. business, rightly or wrongly. They're the new and, nickelback of DSPs. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of sit back. <laughs> every time I see one of these articles, I sit back and go, man, major labels are going, thank God it's not us. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know as well as I do, for decades, the major labels were always in the Spotify boat. They were always the evil ones. They, they were, were the, the bad guys. They were the bad guys. I mean, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, they were the bad guys. That was always the way it was. And now Spotify's the bad guy. So, right. you know, at, at, at some 
some way I'm sitting here going, yeah, you know, the, the major labels are sitting back going, thank God it's not no, us. It's not me. Not us this week. Somebody else has taken the heat, right or wrong. Right. So, you know, that, first of all, that's where it came from. And then, then, as we've talked about many times, this is an education issue. Especially because a lot, I saw the same artist comments you made, you, you, you saw, yeah. but I also saw a lot of fans coming out and, you know, in support of their favorite artists, which is great. It's great that you're supporting your artists, but you as a fan have no idea how the money flows in the music industry. Right. And as we've talked many times, many, many artists don't have an understanding of that either. No, they read something and they just assume that they understand you know, you and I were looking at some stats earlier. There's a lot of misinformation out there mixed in with real information. So it's easy to become confused. But the bottom line is a stream is not worth a download. A download is not worth a CD, et cetera, et cetera. They're different products and they have different value and different engagement. But the, the, the thing I wanted to touch on without getting into the actual numbers that people are saying is that when you read online that, you know, Spotify pays out this much and title pays out this much. And I see these written all the time. They're not fully accurate because they're, it's kind of an average or it's one release um, because these numbers are fluid. They, they change based on the pool of money in, in that given reporting period. But also it has a lot to do with the DSPs, as you and I talk about a lot, don't pay the artists, they pay the rights holders. And that's a let's, common mistake. Let, let, let's make that very clear. Spotify does not write checks directly to artists. Right. They write checks to whoever is the rights holder slash distributor because nobody can distribute music directly to Spotify. You have to go through some other third-party company to get your music there. Therefore, Spotify pays that company. Right. Whether it's TuneCore, CD Baby, DistroKid, or a record label, but keep in mind a record label, a lot of record labels also go through that third-party distributor that they collect money. So the money is, they're never writing a check directly. It's, it's like, I, I, and I don't know why you have to keep going back to this. Tower Records never wrote a check directly to Bruce Springsteen for his album sales. Right. Never. Right. You got wrote a paid, check to Columbia or, or, know, or, or the, 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 the label was. Yeah, whoever the distributor was. Or, yeah. Am I frozen? You are completely frozen up. There you go. Are you back? Okay. You I'm froze back. up there for a second. You said that uh, Bruce Springsteen, you know, he didn't get a check from Tower and then you froze up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tower Records has never paid artists directly. Musicland never paid artists directly. Radio, sta- radio stations never paid artists directly. It always went through somebody else. And what that means is, what's your deal with that somebody else? 
right what did they, what what did yeah what did what did you, you cut with with your record label if you're not a record label and just going through TuneCore or cd baby what are they keeping are they keeping anything how often are they paying it so let's 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 get that off the table none of these people are paying artists direct yeah and when they do pay the rights holder i i believe that they're paying uh what they've agreed to pay now if that isn't fair in the minds of let's say these distributors and rights holders then they need to negotiate that a lot of them especially the majors own a piece of let's use spotify since that's the example and so there's they have some leverage there and should artists be paid more of course i i, I wouldn't advocate for them to be paid less but I am saying that if you look at these numbers and all the criticism of DSPs, they're doing what they agreed to do. They're paying the rights holders. And if you have a bad deal with your record label or distributor where, and maybe it's not even a bad deal. Maybe it's just that you're not recouped yet. And until you are recouped, there's certain uh, funds that they're going to keep that you're not going to get all of those. Or maybe you're, it's not a controlled composition, meaning that you didn't write the whole thing fully yourself. You've got a bunch of co-writers. Well, then those things have to be split off. There's a lot of things to consider, but I don't necessarily see these DSPs as the bad guy. You know, no, they're they paying aren't. out like 60% of their revenue. It's not like they're getting rich, you know, off of this uh, streaming right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you would, we, we were looking at a chart before we hit the record button that basically shows the rights holders get about 58 cents paid directly to them from Spotify or Apple music. Right. That's stop. Now stop and think that's almost 60 cents is going to whoever owns the rights to your music. That's a big chunk. Now, after that, yes, Spotify keeps what 29 cents, something like that. And if you're only making pennies, you're making pennies out of that 58 cents that was collected by your rights holder. What is the math that is determining that you're only going to get pennies? That's not Spotify's fault. That's not Apple Music's fault. That's not Title's fault. That's not YouTube's fault. That's the deal you cut with your rights holder as to here's what they're going to pay, how they're going to pay, what recoupment means, and all of that that goes along with it. Right. So right. That, that's, that's the education process that is still missing, has always been missing, is do you know how your money flows into you? Who's right. touch, you know, how's it trickling down? There's that fancy trickle down phrase. How does the money trickle down to you? Because let's be honest, as the artist, you're at the bottom of that waterfall. Right. At and the very top look, is the right. rights holder. And take a look at physical. You should know that if you create a CD, whether you're with a label, distributor, whatever that is, what's, what are the economics of your CD and your vinyl? You, you need to know those things, right? You need to know what your break-even point is. And, and I talk about this sometimes when it comes to um, digital downloads. Yeah, you know, they're down, whatever it is, 30% year over year, and they're not where they used to be, and it's almost difficult to find them, you know, in, uh, in iTunes, Apple Music. But 
downloads was fairly simple. It was roughly 70% that let's say iTunes would pay the rights holders. And so it's that 70, 30 split. Well, you didn't hear people complaining that much about downloads, although some people did, but the economics are really not that much different than no. the streaming world. No. And, and, and you, you mentioned it in passing, but it's really important to keep in mind these payouts were negotiated by basically the major labels. The major players who own the catalogs of music negotiated the deals with the DSPs. They also happen to own a percentage of some of these DSPs. So it's not like you as an independent artist get to go into any DSP and renegotiate your deal. You are basically having to use the deal that was negotiated by the major catalog rights holders out there in the world. Good, bad, or otherwise, that's where it came from. So if, if you've got a major label deal and you're not making money, maybe the question is, why did my major label not negotiate a better deal for me and why am I not getting a better deal from my label for paying me on what they collect? Yeah. Um, so that, that's the education part that's always been missing. But back to what, what the CEO of Spotify said, you're right. He's not exactly wrong in his comments here. It's good. It, it's fun for people to jump on the bandwagon and hate him. But he's not really wrong. There's one comment that he said that is spot on. And if you disagree with this, you, you're, in a, you're in a world of hurt right now if you disagree with this. The artists today that are making it realize that it's about creating a continuous engagement with their fans. He continued, it is about putting the work in, about the storytelling around the album, and about keeping a continuous dialogue with your fans. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. There's nothing wrong with that. He is spot on correct with that. It's, I, I tell clients all the time, it's about keeping your momentum going. Yeah, yep. You, 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 you can't have an up cycle, down cycle, we're on Not break, anymore. then we come back. You've got to have even just the slowest growth, but it's got to be momentum moving forward. And, and what he said about, you know, you can't make it if you're releasing albums only three or four years apart. Let's be honest. He's not wrong there. If you've no. got three years between projects, unless, unless you are somebody so huge that you just don't disappear from the limelight, so to speak, for the 99% of the rest of yeah. us, you can't disappear for three no, years there's and very then come back. They can have a release cycle like that. I think he's right on. And you and I talk about that all the time, that it's an always on music industry. You have to continually engage your fans. It's not about just dumping music out into the marketplace. It's how do you engage those fans? How do you get people to you know, like a post or comment or watch your video or forward it to a friend or, 
reach out to you and really it's about that real engagement and by having a steady stream of music and i don't mean dropping a song a month or a song a week or any of that i don't believe in that because i don't think you can just artificially just say i'm going to drop a track once a month for the next 12 months well some tracks are going to underperform some are going to overperform exactly. you want to make sure that you get the message out i would tell people you can start with that as a kind of a guideline but then you watch each track and make sure that you're promoting it and letting people know about it and doing everything around it to grow your audience and that engagement around it that's where i think you you win and that ties back to what daniel eck was saying is that you need to engage you need to have a relationship with your fans you can't just release music every three or four years and you're absolutely right unless you're you know one of these super huge mega stars maybe they can get away with it because they've already got that built-in base that's not going to go anywhere and they have that demand but for a new developing artist you can't drop out of the marketplace for you know three months let alone three years yeah yeah i mean i'm sorry but he was a hundred percent right in his comments now just like you yes i would love to see the artist make more money clearly yeah. I mean, I, you know, and we've talked about this, that it would actually, we'd love to see the, the Spotify payout structure be changed from, you know, it's now be, it, it should become the pool of artists that you as the user actually listen to that your money gets paid out to. Yeah. I don't want my money going to Kanye West because I've never listened to Kanye West once on Spotify, but yet I know part of my monthly subscription is going into the pool that he's That's getting right. paid from. That's right. I don't agree with that. I think it needs to change. Well, it, I don't know, but what's not going to change is by having artists and fans just sit here and go, Spotify's ripping us off. Look at the, the CEO of Spotify is a billionaire and none of the artists are billionaires. I, again, what, what world are you living in? Yeah. Do you know how, how many people at a major record label are making more money than the president of that record label? Huh? Bet none of them are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the whole point. You know, the CEO of Tower Records probably made more money than most of the artists he was selling. I mean, you there there's no logic to the argument of oh they've got all these employees oh he's a billionaire you know we also happen to know that spotify is 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 in a tough battle to even make a profit that's right if you yeah. want if you want a sure way to lose money with a new en endeavor Start a start business, a streaming service. start a streaming service or a radio service where you have to license the catalogs from these major labels. Very you're little not, margin you're, there. You're, you're, there's no margin. You've got nothing that you're going to make money from. You know, that's why the, the Amazons and the Apples of the world are going to ride this out because they're not selling you a streaming service. They're selling you an iPhone. Yeah. And the other part of that is that's why you see this sudden kind of move pushing for podcasts because they're not going to have to pay the kind of licensing fees 
um, that they would necessarily do for the music side. They need to kind of diversify and become, you know, uh, more entertainment, more news, more podcast, more editorial. It can't all be about music because there's so little margin there. And I just want to step back and correct one thing. I do know there are a few artists that are going direct uh, to the DSPs, right? Um, it might be, let's say, the Beatles going directly. Sure. You know, but those things are so rare and so, you know, there are even some labels now that are working out direct deals with the major DSPs because it's like in the old days, there's only a handful of these big retailers like Target and Best Buy and Walmart, you know, that really mattered. So sometimes they would develop these relationships uh, direct, but uh, it doesn't change the point that it's very, very rare. It, and it, that, the, the, yeah. The point, the point is you and I, we have no way to get a direct distribution to Apple Music or to Spotify or to Tidal. To it, it's it's you've got to go through your distro kids, your tune cores, your CD babies. That is literally it. The that's right. You know, if you wanted to sell direct and have a direct outlet that you can go to, you know, something like Bandcamp, that's your solution. There, there, there's a, a retail outlet that you can just go in there and upload your own music and sell it, but they're going to also take yeah. a percentage of it. Everybody's yeah. going to take some percentage, and I hope you're paying attention to those percentages that are being given away. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's all this comes back to is educate yourself on the contracts, the deals, the payout structures, how the money flows when it comes, when Spotify pays to the rights holder and then the rights holder has to pay to whom, how many more people before you get your check. Yeah. And be skeptical when you see these articles, any article that says definitively, this is how much these services pay out because there is no definitive number. There's a lot of variables involved, whether it's, you know, that pool of money for that period, whether it's uh, streaming that is ad supported, whether it's not. If you've ever seen one of these statements, there are a lot of line items there. So it's not as simple as just saying, hey, Apple Music pays this and Spotify pays this. That does vary. But more importantly, what, what you just said is that you need to find out not just with streaming, but if you're doing CDs, if you're doing vinyl, if you're even doing downloads, whatever it is, look at the math there and look at who's taking what percentage and who's being paid for that and what that individual deal is. Because when you see these articles where somebody gets up in arms and they say, Oh, well, Spotify's the devil and they're ripping us off. Well, there was a really great article last week by Bobby Osinski that kind of said, no, they're, they're not the devil. They're really not. You need to kind of look into that a little bit. And as you and I always talk about, Michael, if you're going to be upset, you know, you got to look at YouTube at some point. Well, I was, just, I was just going to bring that up. I literally just had a conversation yesterday with, with another colleague and he was like, yeah, you know, he's got a small indie label and he's like, yeah, you know, my distributor um, threw a copyright flag up on one of my artist videos and you know, they were pissed. Yeah. Like anybody gets pissed. What do you mean a yeah. copywriting my own artist? And I'm like, yeah, yeah but, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. They're protecting you. I go, but what you need to pay attention to is when that 
that distributor is flagging your video for copyright, they're now assuming all ad revenue that comes in from it. Are they reporting that ad revenue to you? Did you get a report of the ad revenue that your distributor collected off of YouTube? Because it might not be reported to you because it's so small and a lot of people don't understand it. Um, or it might be buried in some single line item in a report somewhere. You got to ask the question, where's my revenue from YouTube advertising? Even if it's only two cents, ask them where it is. Is it being tracked? Where is it being reported? Yeah. Don't get mad that somebody flagged you and stopped you from collecting ad revenue. Yeah. Find out what the deal was that you cut. Yeah, absolutely. And you can go in and look at your YouTube analytics and kind of see what kind of dollars are being generated. I know I did this for a small label a couple of years ago and they were getting, you know, like five, $6,000 a month in ad revenue that they really weren't aware of. And then once we kind of spoke to the distributor, we found that, well, in their agreement, they said they would report on it annually. Well, they're just holding on to that revenue, getting interest off of it until that report. So what you do is you tell them, you know what? I want to amend our agreement. I want this quarterly. I want to be able to take a look at yeah. this. And again, some cases it may be pennies, but it, sometimes it's substantial revenue and it doesn't even matter if it's either of those. That's part of the education process and you should be aware of all of that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... The Spotify article just just reinforced learn the deals that you're involved in with your career. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that could be just as simple as actually go read the terms of service at CD Baby and TuneCore and find out exactly what it says and how often, because I can't tell you how many artists are like, all right, I released my album on TuneCore a month ago. I don't have any, I don't see any reporting. I go, yeah, you're not going to see any reporting for 90 days. Yeah, did you did you did you look? read that? Did yeah. you look? Because it says it right there. So yeah. that's good advice. It's 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 just educate yourself on this. Don't jump on the bandwagon and just let's let's hate Spotify. Let's hate Spotify. You know they're an easy target. They're they're you know. they're the e you're right. They are the easy target. Like we started the show out, it, you know, in the eighties it used to be the easy target was the record labels. Yeah. They were making all the money hand over yeah. fist from CDs. And Napster was an easy target for a while. They ruined the industry. And, you know, um, after Napster, then iTunes kind of became this, you know, because you decoupled the album and you could just pull the best tracks off. And Yeah, now, now, all, that, now all of a sudden it was only a 99 cent sale that I was only making 70% of versus an $18 CD sale. Yeah. At, you know, of course, you're not making you're not making 70 percent off of an 18 dollar CD, because, again, if you looked at your contract, you probably ended up making maybe a buck after yeah, you, everything yeah, was recouped. You, that's right. That You had your royalty. But again, without going too far in the weeds, and I had this discussion this morning with a friend of mine.
hundreds of thousands of dollars they're using to market and they're hiring the publicist and the radio team and all of that. They're investing all this. They, they should recoup their money and they should, there's risk involved there. You know, if that thing stiffs, they don't come back to you and say, yeah, you know, we want that money back. You know, there is some risk involved there. I think it comes down to knowing what does a record label do? What does a distributor do? What do you do? And who's the rights holder? And what is that agreement? What are those splits? Because maybe yours are fair. Maybe they're not fair. But you can't blame Spotify for that. They're, they're the easy target here. Um, streaming is less revenue. Um, it's a different experience than physical goods. But there are artists that are doing very well on streaming because they wrote and they, you know, own outright those compositions, right? They're not putting a ton of money into necessarily uh, the marketing of it. They're being very smart with that. But you can't just make a blanket statement and say streaming's bad, Spotify's bad, they're screwing the artist. We go into this with our eyes open. There are strengths and weaknesses of music streaming. Yeah, and, and I would just end with, and streaming is not going to go away. Mm -mm. I just saw a comment this week from Michael Sweet from Striper. We're paraphrasing. He basically said he can't wait for the day that Spotify isn't here anymore. Well, you're going to be waiting a long time because streaming isn't going away. Could Spotify not. go away? Sure, only because they got bought by Amazon or Apple. Or Google or something, right. But then you're yeah. still going to have Apple Music. You're going to still have Amazon Music. You're going to – streaming is here for good. Yeah. It, it, it is it's what the consumer loves streaming. So you've got to figure out and understand how it works. Yeah. You can't this is that horse and, and buggy argument. Remember, Michael, yeah. where people are saying, you know – you're you're mad at cars so you're you want to go back to the horse and buggy days i'm not saying that streaming is going to be around forever just like downloads wasn't around forever it could be a moment in time but it doesn't mean that it's going to go away and we're going to go back to cds and vinyl it just means that i don't know what the next step is is it voice maybe is it you know that chip that clips onto your ear where you can just say hey play this i don't know everything we know from technology things are going to evolve yeah, they will continually evolve from where they are right now so you know spotify is not going to go away anytime soon yeah saying that streaming does not evolve evolve means moving forward to become cd's and vinyl streaming as we know it today is going to evolve into another form of streaming something else something else but the fact that as a consumer you can have 50 million songs at your fingertips wherever you are that's not going away yeah that's an incredible an incredible convenience to to music listeners i yeah. love it yeah yeah. So, so get back to what, what CEO Daniel X said, and it's about continually moving forward. It's continually engaging. You can't stop. You can't take years off between projects. No, he's not wrong. Come back. He's not wrong. Yeah, exactly. So hate us if we agree with him. <laughs>
Let us know what you think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. Um, all right. So just a quick shout out one more time to Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you for everything you do to support and to Bandzoogle and Discmakers.com. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button, hit the green follow button on Spotify, subscribe and leave it a review and a rating on iTunes. It means a lot to us. That's it. We'll see everybody next week.